Hello and welcome to another Sex Logique Christmas special. In today's episode, we're gonna talk about some studies looking at differences in statistics regarding men and women orgasms and what we can do in order to increase the amount of orgasms for women. First, we have a quick look at an American study from 2014. And in this study, they asked sexually active people ranging from the age of 18 to 59 two questions. The first question they asked was if they had orgasmed the last time they had sex. And to this question, 91% of the men said yes and 64% of the women. The second question they were asked was if they always or almost always orgasmed during sex. And to this question, 90% of men said yes, regardless of the man's sexuality, and 50 to 55% of the women said yes, with lesbian women having more orgasms than the heterosexuals. The women also reported that during casual sex or one-night stand, this number went down to only 40% being able to reach orgasm. But in a newer study with 50,000 American participants, Dr. David Frederick dived deeper into this subject. And in his study, he found that in heterosexual men and women that were in relationships, 90% of men always or almost always reach orgasm with their partner during the last month, while 65% of women reported the same. There was also a correlation between women that had more orgasms were more sexually satisfied, which may not be such a big surprise, but still important information to keep in mind. Women that gave their partner compliments when they did things in bed that they liked had a higher percentage of orgasms compared to women who didn't. And the women that directly asked for what they wanted or needed in bed had significantly more orgasms than the women who didn't communicate. The lesbians in the study uh, reported that 80% said that they always or almost always reached orgasm with their partner. Women who did not reach orgasm very often were mostly bad communicators or unwilling communicators. Um, and that is regardless of the woman's sexuality. But also women with less variety in their sex life had a lower chance of reaching orgasm. Lesbian women had generally sex for longer periods of time, which increased their likelihood of reaching orgasm. 70% of lesbian women reported that they would have sex for 30 minutes or longer, while only 45% of the heterosexual women would report that they had sex for 30 minutes or longer. Lesbian women did generally do more behaviors that increased the likelihood for women to orgasm, except for position changes, which they could see a correlation between 
changing positions and more orgasm and there straight women were leading. So the lesbian women were generally better communicators and had longer foreplay. Since women generally tends to need longer foreplay, what they could see that two women have a higher chance of by accident warming up in the same in a similar speed while in a hetero couple where you have a man and a woman and the man might be ready before the woman and sex might start before the woman is completely ready now other factors that will affect our ability to orgasm um, were self-confidence and the individual's relationship to their own body Men and women have similar levels of negative feelings towards their body and their own body image, with women being just slightly higher, which may surprise some people, because I do feel that we talk more about women's negative feelings towards their bodies. But in this study was shown that it's very, very similar. However, there is a difference. And the difference is that women's negative body image will have a stronger negative impact on their sex life. When asked the question if their negative body view impacted the decision to not have sex once or more in the last month, 5% of men said yes, while 20% of women said yes to this question. And when asked if their low body confidence affected what they did in bed, 20% of men said that they did try to hide a certain body part from their partner, while 50% of women reported that they were attempting to hide a body part from their partner during sex. We do know that the more you focus on how your body looks during sex, the less satisfying the sex will be, both for you and your partners, and the chances of reaching orgasm will be slimmer. In this study, they could see some factors that would increase a woman's chance of reaching orgasm. And they made a list of these factors. So number one is communication. Teaching your lover what you like and what you need in bed will increase the amount of orgasms. Number two is self-confidence and a positive view of your own body. Number three is variation in the sex life. Here they could see a clear correlation in couples that use variation and tested different sex positions and playing with sexy lingerie with more women orgasms. Number four was couples that watched porn together had more orgasms. Number five is anal stimulation. Number six is being able to talk about and act out sexual fantasies with your partner. Number seven is using sex toys or vibrators with their partner during sex. Number eight, women that were taking baths with their partner and that were receiving massages from their partner had more orgasms. Number nine. Receiving oral sex from their partner was one of the strongest indicators that a woman would have more orgasms. Number 10. Manual stimulation of the clitoris with their own hand or their partner's hand increased the amount of orgasms. 
Number eleven: Women who had passionate kisses and were kissing passionately with their partner during sex also had a larger amount of orgasms. And the last one, number twelve: Hearing "I love you" or any other intimate sentences from their partner during sex would also increase the amount of orgasms. Now, apart from the extremely important communication, which you cannot escape if you want to have great sex, these scientists did find that three of these behaviors, in combination, had the highest increase in the amount of orgasms a woman would reach. And these three behaviors are now known as the Golden Trio. And the three behaviors in the Golden Trio are number one. Manual stimulation of clitoris. Women who receive stimulation of clitoris during sex are more likely to have orgasms. And number two is deep kisses, that had a huge impact on the amount of orgasms. And number three, receiving oral sex. This was one of the largest and most impactful ways to reach orgasm. For women, so these three behaviors: manually stimulating the clitoris, deep kisses, and having the woman receive oral sex, will have a large impact on the amount of orgasms for most women. So these three in combination is the golden trio. And if you are a person that have sex with women, or if you are a woman yourself, I highly recommend that you test to bring all of these three into the bedroom. When they looked at men, they could see that there was much less variation, and that men generally stayed high in orgasm numbers. But I would like to personally point out that orgasm is only one part of sex, and it's not going to determine everything, whether how satisfying sex is or not, is only one factor. So you can have reaching orgasm, but have very different level of satisfaction in that sexual encounter. But this study specifically looked at the amount of orgasms and the kind of behaviors and the difference between men and women, and not the overall sexual satisfaction. For each individual, but what they could see with men was that men reported that they felt like their partner were decreasing in the amount of attraction that they had for them. So men felt that their partner were less attracted to them now compared to in the beginning of their relationships, and we could see this effect. For women as well, that also reported this, but in a much lesser scale. As with any study that I ever encountered um, regarding sex or relationships, communication is a listed key factor. We cannot have good sex or good relationships if we do not communicate. However, I do want to point out the communication is being a good listener and good at delivering a message, so it's easy for the other person to receive. It does not mean how many words you say. You can talk for three hours and be a shitty communicator. So, it's the efficiency 
of the delivery of the message and how smooth you can make the message for the other person to receive and how good you are at receiving information that may not always go in line with how you with your own feelings sometimes good communication is two simple words one word sometimes it's um, auditory or uh, physically touching like if you want someone to put their hand somewhere you could even take their hand and lead them to the correct point for instance that's a way of communicating so if uh, you want uh, stimulation of the clitoris you might take your partner's hand and put it there or you might take your partner's hand and place it on your g-spot that way they know where to go so that's also a form of communication and it's um, very clear but it doesn't involve words so communication isn't just a lot of blah 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 many people are very good at doing blah 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 but saying very little so that is just an important information to keep in mind it is not about having four hour long conversations it's about information exchange and another point i want to bring up looking at this study and what this study tells me is that sometimes when i hear I know that this, this study in particular or other similar studies has been used uh, for some people as an argument saying that this shows that men are bad in bed. Clearly see how the lesbian woman has more orgasms and men have more orgasms but heterosexual women have less. And I don't think that's the case. There is of course some men that are bad at sex but being bad at sex means that you don't listen to your partner and that you don't respect your partner. It is not about knowing everything about how to do something with each individual because we are unique. So for a person, in order for a person to be bad in bed, and I had partners that have been bad in bed, but being bad in bed means that I clearly communicate my needs and that person have received the information but refuse to listen to it or refuse to respect it. That is what it means to be bad in bed. If you have not communicated to the other person, they are not the one that is bad in bed. It is you that are bad in bed. So for instance, when I just started to have sex and I was not maybe so sure of myself and I maybe wasn't um, very good at communicating, um, there's been persons that maybe I didn't have the most amazing sex experience with. Um, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, it wasn't horrid, but it wasn't good either um, in that sense but in those cases it was me being a bad communicator so he did nothing wrong in that scenario he did whatever he had been taught to do from previous lovers and it was therefore not his fault that I did not reach a good orgasm it's my fault because I did not communicate my needs and that's something that I had to learn because as women, we are sometimes conditioned to not ask for what we need and not being as comfortable with our sexuality as men. So that is something you have to learn. And there is good um, excuses. Um, you can have, so I, my favorite quote is that you may have your reasons, but I have my reality. And I think that you can apply this to everything. And I think this is one of these things where you can apply like I can have my reasons we can talk about historically we can talk about how we've been brought up we can talk about uh, society we can talk about all these things how these may impact uh, how a woman feel about her body and maybe not getting to know her body as good as men do um, many women are 
much uh, doesn't know their own anatomy very well well most men has a better clue so we can put all this blame on something and that can be very true and it can be legitimate reasons but the reality is still that we're bad at sex and bad at communicating so it doesn't at the end of the day, we still have to take our own responsibility and we have to learn to get to know our bodies and we have to learn to um, discover and being okay with our sexuality and to share it with someone else. So there is not to not have this expectation that a stranger should magically know your body. You know your body. You know what you like, what you don't like. And it's your job to share that information and it's their job to wanting to please you and to listen to you when you do. But it's not their job to know from the get-go how to please you. That's something we teach each other. And that's one of the things that makes sex so beautiful is two human beings having connection, teaching each other to please each other. And I think that is a beautiful thing. And it is a little bit more difficult with a vagina in the sense that we don't have the same visual <laughs> like with a penis we can very much easily see where the points are and obviously it's there it's easier to <laughs> grab <laughs> um so with we just have to discover and investigate and we can do it alone and we can do it with our partner um but it's a beautiful thing and it's something we have to learn and we have to learn to be okay with expressing ourselves and uh, being okay with listening to our partner's needs when they express themselves. And so I think that's what I want this to be as a takeaway because there's something, one of my biggest pet peeves is if you're at a party or a bar or whatever and you hear someone complain about, oh, he didn't make me come or blah, 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 didn't do that. And men, men do this too, but as a woman, I tend to hear more from other women. Um, and that for me is yours what you're telling me in that moment is that you are bad at, is that you are bad in bed because you cannot go home with someone from a bar and just expect them to know exactly how to press your buttons and you don't know it's such an individual thing sex and it's such an it's a playful journey and something someone does that maybe doesn't feel comfortable for you that may be too hard or um too fast or too slow or whatever it is maybe what their ex or their old partner sexual partner loved it may be their favorite thing it could be that someone else have taught them have teach this person that this is how i want to be pleased and you not communicating and being like that doesn't feel nice for me does not mean that the person does anything incorrectly it might be exactly the correct thing to do just with somebody else and it's perfectly all right for you to not like it you just have to guide them to what it is you do like and that way you can have amazing sex and amazing orgasms with new partners and old partners and it's that is will most definitely change your sex life and take it to completely different levels thank you so much for listening to today's christmas special i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you come back tomorrow for the next one but also head into the sex logique instagram page and check out the sex position for the day with my naughty little gingerbread men that i clearly have are home baked and <laughs> 
<laughs> I will take no critique. They are they're beautiful. But you probably will not see me open a bakery anytime soon. <laughs> now have a wonderful day with lots of s spice and hopefully a really good orgasm.